0: This is a Concealed Carry Podcast special episode. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman. Today I'm bringing to you a special bonus episode for the week. This is actually going to be a replay of an interview that I had the pleasure of doing with Clint Macro of the Trigger Pressers Union. He's a fantastic instructor that is also behind a great organization that uh, had a special event just a couple months ago that we were pleased to take part in, and that is the National Train-A-Teacher Day. Clint is also going to be a special guest of ours on this month's Guardian Nation Live broadcast event occurring tomorrow evening. That'd be July 31st at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, making it 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Central, and 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We hope that you'll be able to join us for that special Guardian Nation live broadcast event, open to Guardian Nation members only, unfortunately, but you can always join Guardian Nation today by heading on over to now. Clint will be joining us live tomorrow evening. That'll be a chance for you to ask questions directly and interact with myself, Jacob, and Mr. Macro live in that broadcast. it will be a great opportunity. Special announcement about that is that we are giving away, actually I should say, really Clint, he's he's bringing to the table uh, a package of three gifts for special participants of tomorrow night's event, uh, a t-shirt, hat, and I believe a sticker or maybe it's a patch. I can't remember. I'm sorry on that one, but I, de- I definitely know there's a t- t-shirt and a hat on the table and something else. <laughs> Three lucky participants in tomorrow evening's live event will be randomly selected to win one of those prize packages. You do have to be present to win. So we hope that you'll be able to join us tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. Mountain Mountain. 9 p.m. Eastern time to take part in not only a very educational, informative event that's just perfect for responsible gun owners like yourself, but to also have a chance of getting some really cool gear. I have one of his hats. They are great hats, high, high quality, well made. I'm a big hat dude because I, I have to protect that bald noggin of mine. So <laughs> I like hats and uh, I really like this hat that I, I got from Clint a while back. Oh, one other thing. I just wanted to Announce that we have a special new benefit coming very soon. It'll be officially announced. I think we'll talk about it tomorrow night, actually. Um, coming to Guardian Nation members very soon in the near future. Uh, this is a special uh, partnership, I would say, together with the United States Concealed Carry Association, USCCA, and us here at concealedcarry.com. So for Guardian Nation members only, very, very, very special benefit benefit coming very soon. Uh, I do believe I have authorization to say exactly what that is, but I'm still going to tease you a little bit on it. Come around. We'll talk about it on the podcast tomorrow, and we'll talk about it also in the Guardian Nation live event. And if you have any questions about what this means for Guardian Nation members, we could probably take a few questions during the live event tomorrow evening as well. So this is a interview that Jacob and I had the pleasure of doing together with Clint back at the Concealed Carry Expo in Louisville, Kentucky, just a couple months ago. So we covered a lot of really great stuff with Clint in this brief interview. He did a presentation at that show that uh, if you were able to be present, I I know you would have just really enjoyed it, about the concealed carry lifestyle. We'll get into that today with the interview with him. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and play back this now. Hope you enjoy. Catch you on the flip side. Hey, and we're back. Uh, Now I've got Jacob again back up on the stage with me. Oh, he's just super thrilled. Actually, legitimately thrilled because we're really excited now to uh, talk with Clint Macro, and Clint's got some great ideas. In fact, he was just putting on a seminar a little bit ago called, or was it yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. The Concealed yeah. Carry Lifestyle. And I, I I love that. I mean, it's a very simple uh, title for a presentation, mm-hmm. but it's very appropriate because, I mean, it really is a lifestyle. That's a lifestyle we've been living for a long time. You're obviously you've you're you're in that same boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're an expert in this regard. So I'd be kind of curious just to start off. I mean, would you first tell... Many of our viewers, this is the first time you're being exposed to our our audience. Uh, Tell. Uh, viewers, a little bit about who you are, your background, sure, and then maybe kind of give us a Cliff Notes version of, of your presentation about I Absolutely. Mean, what the concealed carry lifestyle is.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, I've, I've been around firearms my entire life. It's been a passion of mine. Actually, I joined the NRA when I was eight years old, and I did it on oh, my own. You serious? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Where, where I grew up in uh, north central Pennsylvania, it was oh, up sure. in the mountains. It, you got a gun before you got a bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Frankly, there weren't many places to ride the bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been a shooter my entire life. And I traditionally, or, or professionally, I've been in the recording industry. Uh, oh, in okay. the early 90s, I started doing that professionally, and I was out in Los Angeles for many years working in the uh, uh, music and, and film industry. Cool. Uh, always shooting the whole time, you know, just, uh-huh. just enjoying shooting. Boy, you haven't and things changed in the L.A. area. Boy, boy. <laughs> after after uh, 9-11, actually, was yeah. when I first started thinking, man, I need to be a little more proactive about defending myself and my family. At the time, it was just my wife and I. And in the meantime, I had been working with some uh, armorers that were, uh, you know, that would run guns for movies and blank adapt them and show the, you know, well, hopefully show the actors that look like they knew what they were doing when they were, <laughs> right, right. When they were holding them. <laughs> and they'd take me out shooting with them. So I got to do a lot of shooting with them and go out when they would train actors and, and things of that nature. And one day, one of them brought their wife with them and said, teach her to shoot. She won't listen to me or I don't want to teach her. You know, we've, we've heard those kind of things before. And I've had some teaching experience I had taught at the Los Angeles Recording Workshop. I used to teach, uh, you know, recording. And so, okay, yeah, I'll do it. So I'm showing her. And, and she was an attractive lady, so I enjoyed having her attention and everything. And, and she was doing really well. And all the guys said, hey, you're doing pretty good at this. And they said, why don't you become an instructor? And I'm like, well, I'm not military. I'm not law enforcement. How do I become an instructor? And they said, well, you know, the NRA has an aid to explain about the NRA program. So I got involved with that. And... I started uh, helping my training counselor in, in Los Angeles, just help with a class here or there. It was kind of casual, just something to do for fun. And when I moved back to Pennsylvania after my son was born, uh, the local sportsman's club put basic pistol courses on every, every week. So I volunteered and I started doing a lot. And at that club, we would work with a lot of different types of people, especially elderly in wheelchairs and walkers. And, and it really gave me a lot of uh, education on how to work with people with disabilities and, and different ranges of motion, and I really like doing it. And in 2013, I had the opportunity to take the training with the NRA to become a training counselor, and that's when I really took it like seriously, like a business. Ah. And that's when I formed the Trigger Pressers Union, and that's, yeah. my, that's my training company. Yep. And uh,
0: from there,
1: I was ex- in
0: fact, hold on, sorry, yes, didn't mean to interrupt. It just occurred to me that when we'd had Rob on for Guardian Nation Live, uh, I believe he was—you were hosting him for a class, or you were doing something there uh, at your range, because uh, he had on the background oh, trigger right. presses trigger pressers yeah
2: rob you. was at your facility when we were interviewing him once that's right
1: oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he was yeah. he
2: was actually in my studio and i'd, I'd yeah. set it up and yeah, I. And it looked cool i, I like, lit it for him and everything yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. well wow. the screensaver
1: we just, came on halfway through your show <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, remember. I remember it i remember so yeah.
2: <laughs> we've just now made full circle no, <laughs> hey I'm, just, I'm gonna give you another full circle okay. check this out okay clint i want you to say for me shooter ready stand by Shooter ready. Stand by. Sound familiar? Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. Clint okay. is the voice of <laughs> LASR.
0: You know, and those guys had mentioned that, and I, I think at one point I'd forgotten it. Oh, I, I was so excited to ask you to say that
2: out loud. I was like, oh, that's it. That's the sound. I've heard that before. Yeah, when, when Rob was there,
1: uh, this was last year, yeah. he, he had spent five days, and I, I've i hosted him a number of years at my place, and while he was there, we were actually doing a uh, audio book for his Defend Yourself, the, oh, th- sure. the home defense book. That's right. Actually, that's going to be coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe we're going to have it on P- Personal Defense Network. We'll also have it on uh, Trigger Pressers Union and all the other normal places you would yep. buy audiobooks. We're just working that stuff out now. Yep. But, uh, yeah, he was there doing that uh, audiobook as well. So we spent quite a bit of time uh, that week together. We were on the range for, uh, you know, 10-ish hours, and then we were in the studio for about 6 to 8 hours every night. And, as a matter of fact, while he was there, he had a pretty nasty cold. So when you listen to the audiobook, it starts out, and then he sounds a little nasally. And go, he says, it's going to sound good. I said, well, it's going to sound like you got a cold, Rob. I said, but we're here. Let's make it happen. And it, it turned out to be really good. It's a great book. So I'm looking forward for people to be able to hear the audio Oh, nice.
2: So tell us a little bit, Clint, about you know, concealed carry lifestyle. I mean, I think people, broadly speaking, that kind of speaks to itself, but what are some of the nuances you know, that, that people need to understand about the lifestyle? Well, it's not just a lifestyle. It's a
1: lifestyle choice. mm and it, I think that's important to, to think about. You know, people, they, they may casually carry, but they don't understand all of the things that go with that. If you are going to be a responsible, responsible, uh, what I say, family-first responder, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much more that goes into it besides just the gun. You know, you have your holster, of course. You have the type of ammunition, of course. But, but storage and staging, if it's not on you, where do you put it? You know, yeah. you, I don't know of anyone that actually carries their gun in the shower. So at some point in time... You're taking the gun off. Where does it go?
0: Someday, though, maybe. That you sounds know. like a product to be invented. But continue. <laughs> and, and
1: also, you know, it, it should change what you wear. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm working the UTM booth. To, I was work, helping Tony Lembrea there. Uh, USCCA had us working some of the different live fire booths. All and right. uh, we can't be armed there because ha- we have to sterilize the environment because we're using, you know, we're Absolutely. using the, uh, yeah. uh, the UTM products. And Take my gun off, take my magazines off, and all day yesterday my pants were falling down. <laughs> you know, and this is one of the little subtle things that we, we make a choice for to, to accommodate for the gun. We all, you know, I wear my pants a little bit larger because I need to accommodate that gun. Yeah. And so those are just some of the little things that people don't always don't always consider. as Especially the aspect of understanding the legality of carrying a firearm. You know... The big one is people will go to the post office, and it's like, oh, i got to take my gun off at the post office. A lot of people understand that. But if the post office parking lot is on government property, you're still committing a crime if you have yeah. your car there and the gun's in the car. Little things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it's important Which, that folks are educated, especially on that legal
0: side of it, too. And I'm glad you bring that up, because I remember I did a Facebook Live once as I was going to the post office. Do you remember this? No. And I'm sitting in my truck, and I, I, I'm like, you know, this is a great opportunity to you know, teach people you know, one little simple thing. And I turn on the phone, I have it set up there, and I show the post office. I'm like, you see, I'm parked on the street, across the street from the post office. Now, why? Well, because I can't go into that parking right. lot. I couldn't believe the comments that we got to that Facebook Live. Like, uh, I, why would you do that? Well, you know, well what they don't know, you know doesn't hurt them or doesn't hurt you. Uh, and the, you know, so anyway, I'm glad you bring yeah. that up because that is the lifestyle. And frankly, when I, he- when I see comments like that, I think... How irresponsible. Like, I get that we disagree with the law. I sure, get that we don't sure. like it. I get that there's this kind of this this there's this innate thing in every American that we want to be rebels. You know what sure, I Sure, mean? sure. That's how our country was founded, mm-hmm. essentially. But yet this is, you know, the I'm pointing at this because we've got a little flyer up here. And a concealed carry lifestyle is a great responsibility.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, with the, the legality and those laws that you're talking about, yeah, yeah laws suck. I, yeah. I hate a lot of the laws, but we still comply. We never condone breaking the law. What we need to do right. is be politically active and try to change those sure. uh, in the legislature. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the other things that I talk about at the end of the presentation is, you know, gun safes don't keep your guns safe from legislators. You know, so you have to be, if, if you're going to carry yeah. that fire and, be a, a, and, and use it as a tool of self-defense and be your family first responder, that's a major part of keeping your family safe. So, yeah. therefore, you need to protect that, you know, from... That asset. from yeah. Yeah, protected asset from legislators and the only way we can do that is to be politically active and vote and call them up and say i don't like what you're doing or i like what you're doing right and just to
0: add to that just like we lose in that battle we lose in that regard like we lose credibility when we're not responsible absolutely when we fail to follow the law because we don't like the law and then we want to change the law we lose credibility absolutely right yeah we see we
2: see all the news stories of all the people who do all the things that we're talking about them not doing and unfortunately, a lot of people associate all gun owners with those people, right? And and that's that we have big problems because of that. We have big problems because some people don't understand the responsibility of the lifestyle, and that causes a certain stigma, uh, which we have to constantly battle against.
1: Absolutely, we need to be good ambassadors of the Second Amendment, and mm-hmm. you know this is another. This always gets to be a topic like with open carry in Pennsylvania. We're allowed to open carry. Uh, well, with the exception of right now, the governor has declared a state of emergency, and under the laws, a uh, state of emergency, they deny open carry, and it's kind of a yeah, kind of a convoluted is that, is that thing due that's due going to on. The right... storm? No, it's because what? of the opioid crisis. It's quite, it's quite a uh, oh, it's quite really? an issue right state now. State of emergency. Yes, yeah, state okay. of emergency. Sure. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, you can read more about that on Firearms Owners Against Crime website, FOAC, <laughs> and you can learn all about that. Awesome. Uh, uh, but. Uh, you, you know, open carry, is it your right? Absolutely. Is it responsible to open carry? Well, if I'm going to be a good ambassador of the Second Amendment, we need to re-educate our largely ignorant c- uh, fellow citizens. And I don't mean that in a negative way. They just don't understand guns or how it works. You know, the, that population, they don't understand. Sure. And so when they see that gun on your belt, they get kind of a negative feeling about it. I, I wrote wow. an article called uh, The Semantics of Firearms Instruction. I believe that was called. It's on Personal Defense Network. Uh, and it was geared more towards instructors about using surgical language and avoiding certain terms because some terms are used to make people feel a certain way. And it's, it's kind of like psyops, yeah. you know, that type of thing. And it's, it's propagandic, you know, so we can use that to our favor, but we can also undo some good things by calling, say, for instance, a firearm, a weapon. Yeah. You know, in a civilian context, it's not a weapon. You know, I have a house full of guns, nary one weapon. I've got... You know, sporting equipment I got hunting equipment I've got tools of self-defense you know in a military yeah. or law enforcement context sure it's a weapon <laughs> they're using that to hunt yeah. down and, and and stop bad guys from doing bad things and that's what so, I struggle with because
0: law enforcement background weapon and I mean just sure
1: and and in the, yes, it, you anonymous. have to just clarify the context yeah, of that totally as a citizen as a civilian if I use a weapon it's it's automatically in a negative context right I mean sure it, you know sure the, by by the way yeah. it's a, it's employed so Anyhow, that's one of the things that I think people need to realize is by being a good ambassador and taking advantage of the opportunities to talk to folks that are, that are uneducated about firearms. You know, one of the classes the NRA puts on is home firearm safety. It's just an introductory course. It uh, doesn't even talk anything about shooting. It's just how to handle a gun safely and, you know, goes over their safety rules and how to unload it and render it safe. Yeah. And I've had a few, I've had the opportunity to have a few anti-gunners take that class and you know my my logic is you know they're they're going on about how evil and horrible guns are that's that's their narrative and yep. and I'll say so this is what you're telling me yes yeah they're they're horrible and evil okay okay fine that's that's your belief shouldn't you as a responsible citizen have the knowledge and ability to render that thing safe and sure. i've had a few people sure. say yeah absolutely i should and i get them in the class and and we go over the safety rules, and they see the, responsi- the, the responsibility of handling them, and they see how we're promoting that and educating folks. And, and they start picking the guns up in and the, and the exercises and taking dummy rounds out of magazines. And, yep. and sure enough, they go, hey, what's it like to shoot this thing? <laughs> and then it's like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got them. And I actually
1: had one anti-gunner come take that particular course and now that person and their whole family shoot and, and they're involved in the shooting sports and they've bought firearms and kind of flipped them. Sure. You know, that's, that's one case out of a whole lot. You know, that was one success story and there's, there's you know, that's, that's not something that happens every day. Yeah. But I strive for that. Yeah. And, and we can only have that dialogue with people if we promote ourselves as just sure. responsible people and responsible gun owners.
2: Clint, uh, talk a little bit about some of the training you do. You've you know, you, you put on a lot of training, a lot of classes. Where are you based? Where would people take your classes? What, what are you doing out there? Okay, well, I,
1: I uh, am based out of, uh, well, basically Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in one of the suburbs, but close enough to say Pittsburgh. If you're in western Pennsylvania, you say Pittsburgh. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so I'm based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Uh, lately, the last couple years, my sphere of influence has started to grow and I'm, I'm putting classes on a lot of different places. Actually next week I'm in Stafford, Virginia doing a USCCA instructor certification course. And, and, uh, actually later on uh, this year, actually the, in June, I'm going to be doing two days in Washington with the guys at next level training Mm -hmm. three days at the national muzzle loading rifle association, teaching, uh, the muzzle loader instructor course, Mm. And then I have two days on the Personal Defense Network tour doing the uh, Fundamentals of Concealed Carry and the Fundamentals of Home Defense. In Indiana. In Indiana, yeah. Bright Indiana, which isn't too far from here. Uh, Robert Beckman is ho- hosting me, uh, yep. which he was on the show uh, yesterday, yesterday. Right? Yep. Yeah. yep. And the day before. Yep. Yeah. He's a great guy, and he sounds like uh, John Goodman. He does. He really
2: does. <laughs> it's I've kind heard of that yeah. a few yeah, times. I agree. <laughs> yeah, he's, a,
1: he's an excellent, excellent man.
2: Yep. Solo. So, Clint, what is, what is something, uh, something about the way you teach or something you teach students that is different from most instructors?
1: Uh, well, I, I, yeah, get, I get a lot of feedback at the end of every one of my classes. I sit down and I look everyone in the eye and said, I I'm charging you with one more exercise. Mm-hmm. I want you to write me an evaluation, send me an email, make it a paragraph, write me pages. I don't care, but what can I do to improve myself? And of course I'll say, what yeah. can the program do to improve? You know, do you think there's anything maybe the parent organization could restructure to make this a more efficient process whichever class I'm teaching? By the way, I teach curriculum. I don't, I don't have, aside from the Concealed Carry Lifestyle Seminar, which stems from a lot of different resources, I teach NRA. I teach the United States Concealed Carry. I teach Rob Pinkus's course with ICE. Uh, I kind of feel like, why reinvent the wheel? And I, and I try to share those with the people that need the particular mm. training that we have available to them. Yeah. But, um, where was I at? I totally lost my train of thought. Well, he was <laughs> asking
2: you if... Uh, Something you do different. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So I asked for the evaluations, right? And a lot of people enjoy the, the passion that I bring to it. And I really like to create a community with my instructor candidates that I train as well as the students that I train. And the Trigger Pressers Union, although it's a name for my company, it's kind of, it's kind of like a, a movement. And, mm-hmm. and we all support one another. And there's, there's so many instructors that work together. And we, we share students and we help each other out. And I think that, that camaraderie and that feeling of community is something that, that they get when they come take a class with me. Ah, sure. Totally.
0: Yeah, that's important, too. Now, one thing I know that you're really pushing is the National Train and Teacher Day. Yes. So could you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Well, shortly after the most recent tragedy in, in Florida, I got a phone call from uh, Grant Gallagher. He's an NRA training counselor in, in uh, New Jersey. I had just done some work with him uh, in Fairfax uh, a month or so before that, and he said, uh, Clint, we need to do something. I said, okay, what do, you, what do you want to do? He said, we need to start offering training to teachers for free. And I said, well, I do that, and so does he. And most instructors I know do give some free training to teachers. He says, yeah, but we need to do it as a unified front so that we have more impact, and we also can show the world that we as a community of instructors are proactively doing something by empowering those people that are charged with the education and safety of our, of our children. So we proclaimed National Train a Teacher Day for May 19th. It was a day we just picked in the calendar that we thought was far enough that we could promote it. And the next day, I got the domain name, and I set up the website, and I had a graphic design friend start working on a logo for me, and I sent some emails out. And actually, one of the first people to kind of return that, uh, that email was uh, Carrie Lightfoot. And mm-hmm. she said, this is a great idea, and she sent out uh, an email blast to all of her well-armed women instructors. And basically... It's a grassroots movement. There is no particular parent organization involved. It's all us. And uh, USCCA has has said that they're going to send out some uh, information to the USCCA cadre to see if we can get some more people involved. Uh, There's a few other individuals that, that have helped out quite a bit. But instructors are signing up, and they're pledging to give free training to teachers, school administration, or staff on May 19th, and many of them have said that they would continue to do so. We want to try and make that day, sure. day be big. And they're teaching a wide variety of things. Uh, we're not for an armed teacher program. That's not what it's about. You know, just like concealed carry, it's not for everyone. The gun is not an answer for everybody. However, we yeah. can all agree that a firearm is the most efficient tool to use to defend oneself against an attack. Uh, and and I don't I don't mean to tangent on that but recently in in Pennsylvania there was the superintendent that gave the bucket of rocks
2: oh yes yeah. and, and that's yeah. been
1: very controversial <laughs> and <laughs> and I have to say you know Although I think a bucket of rocks is not the most efficient tool that they could use to defend themselves, at least it's a proactive measure. Right. And that empowers them to do to do something that that, you know, truthfully if you if you talk to people that teach Alice training and things like that, you know, even throwing paper, that's gonna distract someone maybe enough to be able to get out of the room, get out of that area or or mount a counterattack. So we're yeah. we're teaching all kinds of different things. We've got guys that are teaching medical training, like stop the bleed courses, to absolutely. to full on simulated. There's blood squirt, yeah. and let's let's put tourniquets on. You know, Anthony Lambert. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we just had him on yesterday. Yeah, we I, talked I worked about with that. Anthony at, at uh, West Bend a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, actually, I think he was in. I was facilitating. I think I actually he was in my training counselor class when, so I awesome. kind of certified him, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll take that. I'll say. Yeah, own it. Yeah, so uh, we've got medical guys. We have people that are sh- training, doing actual active shooter response type of training that have that, those certifications. We've got people just teaching NRA basic pistol. Or uh, we've got a lot of people teaching the uh, USCCA's uh, Countering the Mass Shooter Threat Program. That's yep. actually one I'm putting on, which is an excellent program. It's, the name of it makes it sound like it's a tactical thing. It's, certain, it's not a shooting, shooting course. But we, the first half of it, we go over the data. Michael uh, Martin had compiled right. a lot of information. Let me go over the data. What were the response times from police? Where did things happen? How many times were doors breached? I mean, it gets into a lot of the data, yeah. and it really shows a pretty clear, clear path of information that says, "Well, police will get there as fast as they can, but there's an eternity of an average of four minutes before they do, yeah. and you know you're on your own during those four minutes. So, what can you do? And it takes that data in the second half. It starts to go over. Here are some things to consider when, when making an emergency operation plan for your business, for your home, or your school. So it's, it's a great course, and I've put it on now. Uh, the, the curriculum hasn't been around a long time, but I've put it on it like three times now. And each time people leave there, like they're, they're writing stuff down. They're saying, yeah. we're going to do this, we're going to do that. So that's a great course. I'm putting that one on in, in Pennsylvania. But in other states, folks are doing full-on concealed carry classes uh, going back to the concept of just the basic pistol course, even if someone uh, a teacher doesn't want to use a firearm, but just understand how it works, mm-hmm. you know, demystifying the gun. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's important, and that will help to empower them. And then maybe by being educated, then they can go back to their school board and and give good information that might help them change policy, mm-hmm. change laws in that state. The one big thing we're pushing for is is again, we're not for an armed shooter pr- or I'm sorry, an armed teacher program. But we really think getting rid of gun-free zones is the right idea. Yeah. And, you know, if Removing you want to... the restriction. Yeah. Because it's, it's really... Liberty works. It always works. And history has shown this. Let responsible adults who want to conceal carry and defend themselves and others, let them carry at school. You know? If, if yeah. they can do it at the playground, if they can do it at the mall, then they should be able to do it at yeah. work as well.
0: Yeah. And I, I, this is not the only time I point this out and won't be the last... But we have such an amazing example, a case study of, of that very thing that you just said, in the state of Utah, and it's been sure. that way for fifteen years. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, it, it's not that scary of a concept, but but yet people, oh my gosh, guns in school. I mean, but yeah, they've been emotion doing it for 15, versus data. Yeah. Fifteen years yeah. in Utah, and very few incidents as far as like accidents or bad things that have occurred. Um, and, ver- you know, basically zero mass shootings.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, the answer lies in exercising our rights, yeah. not limiting them. Yeah,
0: agreed. You know. Well, unfortunately, Clint, we are out of time. Uh, but this has, been, this has been a really dis- good discussion. I'm glad we had you on. And well, I think thank we'll you need to much. invite you back to at some point to be on the Concealed Carry podcast uh, with us. Uh, I think Jake would be in agreement with that for sure. So thank you so much for your time today. Folks, uh, go out and support uh, everything obviously going on at Trigger Pressers Union com is your website. Is yep. that
1: right? TriggerPressersUnion.com.
2: Yes, yep. sir. One trigger, multiple pressers. Yes. Trig- Did trigger, I say
0: it right? Trigger, TriggerPressersUnion.com. And I know I said it really fast. I probably better say, say it slower. Also, go and support the National Training Teacher Day. And uh, wonderful things coming from you, Clint, and your, and everything you're doing. So we appreciate you. And there you go. Uh, that was great stuff with uh, Clint Macro of Trigger pressers Union and the National Training Teacher Day organization. Uh, would love for you to give him some love uh, by checking out his organizations, TriggerPressersUnion.com, and also NationalTrainateacherDay.com, I think is the other website. So head on over, check those out. Um, we will see you, I hope, tomorrow evening, 7 p.m. Mountain, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the Guardian Nation live broadcast event that we try to do each each month together with special guests from the industry if you are a guardian nation member you have the opportunity to join that broadcast log into the members only area go to your dashboard and click on the gn live uh, uh button and right there you'll find the link where you can join tomorrow's event all right so with that I'm going to wrap it up. Just a real simple, short bonus episode for you here today. Hope you enjoyed it. I will see you tomorrow with our normal news episode of the week. Jacob will be back (laughs) together with me on the show uh, for tomorrow's episode. So that'll be good. I know some people are wondering, you know, what happened to Jacob? He's just been busy. And uh, fortunately, we have a really great uh, co-host in Matthew that's able to supplement when Jacob's got a lot of stuff going on. So a reminder to train right, train often, and train safe. So you can fight hard, fight fast